beautiful day. I'm sitting here um, with Fritz Brogan um, of uh, Mission DC Group. Mission Group. Mission Group DC. There's no room. Fine. Well, what about the website? There you go. Roots. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, all right, let's, let's pick up a song. I usually like to start with a song. All, all the legions and legions of listeners would know this. Um, but he's like, dealer's choice. Like, all right. It's a beautiful day. It's too bad your studio is not outside. I mean, I got, a, I got as many windows open as possible. This is, this, is, this is Miller Miller and I yesterday. Remnants. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. All right, brother. Um, did you bring the weather back with you from the uh, Dominican Republic? I did. Puerto Rico. I Puerto packed it right in the suitcase. Customs got checked off on it. We brought it right back. Uh, I mean, yeah, I love it. Check it. or Yeah, yeah check it. Yeah. Um, well, welcome, bud. Um, this beautiful Monday, March 7th, um, Salazar, the Salazar, Salazar Bar. Just Salazar, yeah. Salazar. Oh, just how'd you come up with the name? Uh, so I kind of thought it was a cool name. Um, I heard it somewhere and it just kind of stuck in my head. And I think it just kind of goes what we're going for at all of our bars, which are just really fun, energetic places. Yeah. Places you can go drink, dance. We built this really cool bell on the roof. There's a giant bell on the roof. And now uh, you can get a frozen shot glass at the bar and throw it at the bell. So we find people love it. People wait in line to get the bells. Uh, it's kind of a nice competitive thing when you're with your buddies or with a group of friends. You, know, you throw throw the shot glass at the bell. Throw the it's, shot glass at the bell. Yeah, it's a frozen shot glass. So you okay. hit, it's the bell. makes a nice sound. If you miss it, I think you're obligated to buy your friends another round of the shots so you can try yeah. to reclaim your you know your uh-huh. manhood by throwing it again. Uh-huh. But, uh, we found adding a bit of competition to drinking um, to drinking establishment. Not a bad, not a bad idea yeah. for, for the bottom line for the kaching. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun, and you get store. I mean, it's it's a win win win. Yeah, it's a great neighborhood to be on. You know, Fourteenth Street has amazing 14th restaurants, Street, yeah. great retail. We have Hawthorne, which is one of our older places, is just a few blocks away. Um, so we kind of love that neighborhood. For all of our spots, we want to find places where you know people in their twenties and thirties can go out, celebrate, celebrate a birthday, celebrate a going away party, whatever it might be. Just have a great, fun, casual time with uh, with their friends. Zan, um, Zanzibar. What about that for a name? Uh, that, that is a cool name. That was a famous club in DC. Was it? Uh, I, was, I was about to say. Uh, was it Zanzibar? What is now the Wharf? That was there was a famous place called Zanzibar in the nineties. Oh man, maybe early two thousands. Yeah, uh, yeah. What was the other? Maybe maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm thinking of Zanzibar. Uh, I was like an eighties club. Maybe it was in the eighties, but yeah, where, where the Wharf is now is, yeah. is there, there's a huge place called Zanzibar. What about like there's another Z a Z one uh, Zubar or, or Zebra Bar? I don't know, but I remember I remember being I was like. Uh, my friend Eric Mercaccio, you probably know, yeah, yeah. know the name. Yeah, Eric's great. Um, like there was this, there's this bar that is like an '80s throwback bar. This is like early 2000s, and it was like rumored it was like some maybe somewhere. Thing not Adams Morgan, but I don't know. Anyway, it was it had, it had a cool name. Perhaps a hazy memory after a vodka soda or two in the mix. Maybe a just yeah. a dream. <laughs> I woke up. I was like, I guess I got to go teach now. Yeah. <laughs> so much for the you know the pipe dream of the '80s yeah. bar. <laughs> God, eighties music is great, huh? It is great, yeah. But you know who Heaven and Hell did do? Oh yeah, remember, it's still there. I think uh, I don't know if it is or no, not. Gone, actually, yeah. Heaven they and Hell. Got, did they got in trouble. They served someone bleach about a year, about two years Holy ago. Holy smokes! Like, don't ask me how this how this worked. But they got shut down because literally, like, someone poured bleach into a cup and gave it to a customer. Jesus Christ! And that was that was the end of like straight hell. Was, was gone, straight gone. bleach, homie. Yeah, they bleach and soda. Uh, they were shut down after that. And soda, yeah. the straw. Oh my yeah. God. Um, they had an '80s night every Thursday night. Yeah, that was a cool space. They had that upstairs, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The they had the music videos of like yeah. you know Tarzan, Tarzan Boy, or whatever the song might yeah. be. It was fun. I feel like the bars were a lot different. How's Adam's Morgan? Because I mean, our, yeah. we mostly hung out in Georgetown and yeah. the Park, and then when we explored other parts of the city. It was sort of like going to like an- another another state or another yeah. city or something like that. That's it, the, that's the cool thing about. Uh, but I also think Uber, like Uber has changed. I think they'll, they'll change the bar business in DC because kind of previously a lot of folks. If they went to Georgetown or GW or whatever, they stayed in that part of town. They just didn't go elsewhere because you didn't want to take a taxi, didn't feel safe, not sure when you could get back. Now with Uber, you know, if you're a Georgetown student or you live in Glover Park or wherever, you can get an Uber for 12 bucks, be anywhere in the district and be back safely, you know, later on in the night. So I think that really changed it from only going to bars you could walk to to not going to bars throughout the city. That's a, yeah, that's an interesting idea. Um, yeah, it's giving you some, some freedom, some wings, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah, like sort of destination ideas. Yep. But still, I mean, 
you said down at the Navy Yard is your late your latest uh, creation is uh, no mission, no no yeah so so, yeah, so we have a mission opened about missions on 14th Street yeah so we no, so, no I'm sorry yeah Salazar's on Salazar's 14th on 14th Street, Street. So we have, currently have mission the Navy Yard which is a huge place right next to the stadium we're building a second place next door to next it. to the Nats yeah ne- next to yeah we're right across from the main center field gates yeah uh, so mission's one of the biggest bars in the whole city and we're actually building even a bigger place next door right now it's Florida themed called Royal Sands Social Club we found Navy Yard is just an incredibly energetic neighborhood. Um, you know, it's, it's a relatively new neighborhood uh, from a residential standpoint. The last five or ten years has been buildings are being built left and right. I'm going down there after this. You know, I'll pass you know ten cranes on our street. Cranes are good. Yeah, cranes are good for business. Yeah, there's more more people moving in there because the buildings are great. You know, pools, you know, dog parks, gyms. So it's, it's just great buildings. So I think you know, where five or ten years ago, someone who moved to DC in their 20s would want to live, you know, in Shaw or maybe Georgetown or Dupont. It's like now they all want to move to the Navy Yard. Just a really fun, energetic. Is it a lot of it because you think of Nats Park? I think that's part gives a lot of its energy. Audi Field is down there as well. So, like, you know, so, uh, the cross games next week. Maryland UVA is playing there next mm-hmm. next week. Soccer is there. Uh, there's been uh, pro football there. The XFL. But I think there's a lot of energy in the neighborhood. It's just new. I think mm-hmm. People love new, new neighborhoods. Um, and just, it's been great down there. Yeah. That's cool, man. We're hoping the baseball doesn't get locked out. So, we're watching that uh, very closely. Uh, I think it'll be days getting pushed back. But, negotiate. Uh, negotiate. Yeah. Let's make a deal here. I think especially with COVID, you know, uh, hopefully ending, I think people want to return to normalcy. You know, they want to be able to go to a game. They want to be able to travel. They want to be able to go to concerts. So I think it's really important that pro baseball kind of gets their act together and figures this out because the fans deserve it. After two years of wearing a mask in an outdoor baseball stadium, yep. they, they deserve to be able to go to a nice baseball game and have a hot dog and a bud. Absolutely. And then those are the those are the best hot dogs. Yes. The ballpark dogs. It's only fourteen dollars, but it's. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> is it worth the fourteen? I don't know. I and mean, uh, you wrap it in foil. Something about the wrapping in foil oh, yeah. just keeps the bun. Just I don't know. It's yeah. It's really, really it's, I think it reminds all of us of our childhood, and that's it. It hey, reminds you of your, of your life. So, America's yeah. America's pastime. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Keep a couple of twenty-five dollar Budweisers as well. You know, that's good. <laughs> yeah. The, the more you drink, the more you buy. Yeah. And you know that. <clears throat> um. We opened, we opened Mission for All-Star Weekend, um, which was uh, 2018, and then obviously with Nats winning the World Series, it was, it was a great time to be opening a giant bar across the stadium, so we've, Unbelievable. Uh, we've got a good rundown there. It's, good, gonna, it's good, been fun. Good timing. So. Yeah. yeah, Mission is sweet down there. I mean, the whole area is sweet. Um, I mean, so you live up around here? Uh, I live in Spring Valley, so not far. Oh, uh, okay, Spring Valley. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we're, so the, pod, get, get, we're the podcast headquarters in Chevy Chase now. For those of you not, who are not sure where we're located, <laughs> Ground Zero, <laughs> underground bunker, <Yeah>. location. <laughs> Undisclosed. Yeah. <laughs> um, getting down there is not too hard. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the, in the, you know, roll down the windows and cruise on a day like this. Yeah. I, I, we love it. We straight, straight shot down Foxhall. It's a, you know, it's a, upper Northwest is a great place. Foxhall so sweet. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Any, anywhere, anytime Maybe, you can get grab cl- nobody here on the way down, you know, it's great. You know, it's good. <laughs> yeah. I love Foxhall. I love yeah. um, MacArthur down on the, on the, the water and stuff like yeah. that. I was at um, the Irish Inn at oh, Glen, yeah. Glen Echo, yep. you know? Yeah. Last uh, Tuesday with Peter Lynch. Oh, nice! I don't know if you know Pete. He's yeah, yeah. brother of Henry. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, just, it's a it's a cool spot. And anytime you can buy the water, and that's where you know that's where down. Yeah, by the state, there's water right, oh, right in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sweet. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so um, Salazar is like what is it a sort of mexican themed yeah mexican themed so for all of our places we try to kind of blend a lot of different elements yeah so it's a bar it's a restaurant late at night people are dancing on the furniture yeah. it's kind of all it could be a happy hour spot you can go to brunch there and i think when we when reed and i started mission group one of the things we want to do is sort of blend all these different kinds of restaurants because before you have restaurants and you have bars and you have clubs and you have happy hour spots and we thought you know why can't a place be all those things i think you know that's something we try to be is you might come in at four o'clock and it's kind of a more mellow happy hour scene might pick up a lot for dinner. It might get really crazy late at night. So it's like we want to offer something that, that uh, offers everything for everyone, and just kind of be as welcoming as possible. Amen, dude. What's your favorite? What's your? Uh, I don't know. How many restaurants do you have total? So we have still five open right now. The sixth will be, uh, will be will be next door. Who's uh, your partner? Uh, Reed Reed Landry. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So Reed and I started the company in 2014. We had, we had some other kind of places in, in Georgetown and Glover Park before that. But I think we kind of saw the city was going to be moving, uh, you know, was, was moving more away from, from Georgetown and Glover Park. So we wanted to expand and we knew we wanted to kind of include food as part as a part of what we do. Yeah. One of our first places, you know, Mason and Gin and Tonic, the bars of yeah, your yeah, eyes, yeah. Uh, of our, of our, our era. Weren't, no, weren't known as, uh, you know, culinary destinations. We thought you could, you could have a really, our bars are really fun. They're wild places, but we also have, you know, solid food. I think that was something important we wanted to bring to the table. It's, uh, you know, I got something for everybody. That's right. You know? Yeah. Stay, I mean, come in and stay as long as you want or, or, or pop in for a bite or, you know, yeah. or, the, or the whole experience and start throwing shot glasses at the belt. That's right. I still remember you coming to my, my when I was in college, the deck. Uh, so, I, you know, I went to Georgetown 
And I, I played football at Georgetown. So I started bouncing in bars uh, in Georgetown with kind of some of the football guys I worked with. Then I started bartending. And this older guy I knew, like, got me a job at this place, The Deck, which is this outdoor bar in Glover Park. It was attached to a hotel. And maybe, you know, 10 or 15 years earlier, Bo Blair, kind of the, the king of Georgetown bars, had run it. And it was like a really popular place. And he kind of left and it kind of fell down to just being kind of a crappy hotel bar. So I started bartending there and bringing in my friends and everything. And they're like, they basically kind of gave me a little piece of the place, you know, packed the place with my friends. Yeah. So, you know, I hired, you know, Justin Lang and all the, the crew of uh, guys I ran around with. We kind of made it this hot place in D.C. I remember, I remember yeah. you coming in there one night. Yeah. And like, I remember you walked in with Linda or walking out Linda and someone's like, yeah, Garish, like pulling some hot chicken. You're like, that's my sister, man. Like, that's, the first memory I, that's the first memory I have of you. So, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I think you're doing the bike to the, those are like the bike to the beach era. I think yeah. you were talking about that. And Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You I still do that? that? I did that one. I did it twice. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You, so you bike from, it's biking from DC to Rehoboth? Bike from or? Gonzaga. Okay. Uh, downtown and you yeah. bike, and you bike out <clears throat> route 50. Yeah. You know, uh, the old 50. Yeah. You know, not the one that, you know, you take, you take to go to the beach, but there's an old 50, um, that dead ends sort of in Annapolis area, um, at the Severn. And then we get shuttled over the Severn, over Bay Bridge, over Kent Island Bridge, and then you resume wow. to the beach. Now it's like a Peloton. Now it's a Peloton ride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember Timmy Conley and I yeah. um, start? Uh, yeah, he picked me up in my con- my condo in Bethesda. Yeah, like one of the first time we did it, maybe 10, 15 years ago. And at the, at the you know under the the cloak the cover of night at like four a.m. to get down there to get started and all. Wow, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, this one. Once you get going, it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> don't stop. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Need a little push here, there, you know. Yeah. There, yeah, but yeah, that was that's good. The, the, the deck, man, the deck was a, was a sweet concept, yeah. good idea. That was at the Savoy the Savoy right? Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think it's changed names a few times, but um, yeah, I think that's when I kind of started to realize that you know, one, I was I was I was good at this bar stuff, and two, I really liked it. I think I loved the idea of you know bringing people in and being able to talk to lots of people. I've always had a big personality, so I've always loved. You know, both politics and the restaurant business because it's an opportunity to talk to people all the time and understand who they are, where they're coming from. You know, when I was a bartender, you know, your bar, you know, you'd have everything from a flight attendant to a tourist visiting to, you know, elected official to, you know, the neighborhood guy who comes in every day to drink. And you have all these different people kind of sitting in your bar. And it was pretty, like, it was pretty neat kind of a cheers experience to get to meet people from all these different walks of life and talk to them and while they're having a drink or two. And I think this is kind of the era. Cell phones now at a bar. You go to a bar, everyone's sitting at the bar on their phone. Yeah. You know, texting or watching videos or whatever. So the, the era has changed a little bit. Back then, you know, when you sat at the bar, you just kind of talked to the bartender or talk yeah. to the person next to you. Yeah. There's a lot of kind of great conversations, connections where all that were made, uh, were made over the bar. Just showing up. Yeah. Show up and like good things happen. Um, it, it's got to be kind of cool when, uh, you pan back and you're like, this is like, look what I've, this is what I've created in yeah. a way. And it's just like, and there's a lot of, uh, uh, jo- joy and fellowship going on yeah. and just like you know and as you said it's like you know it's a crayola crayon box of like different people yeah like doing d- of different professions walks of life blah 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 all come together <clears throat> with the uh just the, uh, the idea of just merrymaking and just like enjoying their evening yeah you know yeah, we've seen a lot of people get married after meeting in our bars over the yeah. years see people you know get jobs all sorts of different life things that yeah. happened. uh probably divorce or two maybe it's happened as well in the bar <laughs> all, all sorts of different life Life yeah. achievements and yeah. things have happened uh, in a busy bar for sure. When you're at Georgetown, yeah. so, so yeah, so I graduated Florida. college in 07, uh, law school in 2010. I went straight through the Georgetown. I come from a big Georgetown family. I played football there. My grandfather played football there. Lou Little was actually the coach uh, when he was there. So I had this pretty mm-hmm. cool. I have his varsity letter on my office wall, which was signed by Lou Little, and I have my my varsity letter. So it who's like Lou Little? I was a famous coach. Georgetown. Yeah, Bruce Allen went on to Columbia and the NFL. Oh, cool. He's, he's in the uh, f- football hall of fame. He's got one of those names. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, so he's actually sharpening a pencil right now, like a 1980s style. <laughs> That's a sharpener that may have been acquired from a school over the years. Looks, you know. Panasonic <laughs> with the auto stoplight. Yeah. Just, 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 just yeah. to let you know, like, all right, it's time. You can remove the pencil now. I just, I just flashed back to 1987, I think. <laughs> I love the old yeah. Ticonderoga yeah. pencil. They just don't make pencils like they used to. No, 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 no. The mechanicals, duh, don't trust them. I don't trust them. The rise of the machines. No, 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 no. <laughs> just get me to the deck yeah. and with some, some good friends. <laughs> side by side yeah you know a couple you know whatever i'm yeah. in the mood for yeah was but like, so was like pink vodka or whatever what was that was the, what was the, what was the trend back then was that like, that was like the caffeine caffeine vodka that, that was like oh the, really yeah yeah well anything red bull yeah you know, anything with red bull you yeah. know it's never a bad idea i guess or it can be a bad idea yeah. but so from florida to georgetown did you like did you like law so would you would you uh what's your major at georgetown uh, so i did government and theology the two things cool. that you know, georgetown's most yeah. known for Catholic, you're 
Catholic. Catholic yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's a big reason why I, my family's always enjoyed Georgetown. My grandfather went there in the twenties. Catholics couldn't go to a lot of, you know, elite institutions. So Georgetown was sort of the place where a lot of Catholic, uh, you know, sons went and it, it's obviously still a Catholic school today. We've sort of grown into a, you know, a global university as well, but we've kept our Catholic roots. You said like Catholics in the twenties could not necessarily go to elite yeah, institutions. It's a different era. People, people kind of forget that, you know, the, you know, the Catholics always had a harder time back in the day. You know, the, the whole, I, no Irish need to apply, all that, you know, so my great grandparents came over from, from Ireland. So, you know, yeah. it was, it was a different time. People kind of forget that the, you know, the immigrants to America have always had a, had a hard time. It was the Irish and Italian before, and now it's different groups now. But uh, yeah, now they're, now they're doing okay. Everyone's yeah. doing, you know, Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, Georgetown's America's oldest Catholic school. We like to remind our Notre Dame uh, friends, but uh-huh. <laughs> the Jesuits, baby, sure, yeah. they don't mess around. Yeah, and you, you and I were talking earlier, but I think that you know, the Jesuits kind of the whole process of you know, look at yourself and refl- self reflection and curry personality. Examine. Yeah, I had you know at Georgetown, every student has to take a problem of God class, and I came in. Very conservative, very Catholic. I had this very liberal problem of God teacher who was a problem of God. Problem of God. Yeah. Problem every, of God. Every freshman at Georgetown has to take a problem of God class. So my problem of God class was taught by a, a feminist theologian. It really forced me to defend my beliefs every day, and it made me a really strong person because she forced me to say, "Well, why are you conservative, and why are you Catholic, and why are you Republican? Why do you believe these things?" And I think that's what's so important in the kind of collegiate atmosphere is you should be challenged. You should be kind of dragged outside of your comfort zone because it made me a better person and probably a more reflective person. Um, you know, more understanding of others because I had to defend my own beliefs. Where I think that college is now, we can go down the rabbit hole on this, but I think college is now, they don't want to offend anyone. Right. So everyone's just in their little thought bubbles of, of what they believe in and no one ever challenges you. You should be challenged in college. When you go in the real world and someone challenges you, they're going to, you're going to have a difficult boss or coworker or your neighbor or whatever it is. You, you know how to handle it. So I think you should be, should be challenged in college for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's it's where, like you said, it's sort of like where you sort of find the the, the why of who you are. Yeah. I mean, what's the why inside? You right. know, by you know having people sort of poke at you, um, you have to sort of look at yourself. It's like this is something I want to defend or don't want to change my mind on yeah. X, Y, or Z. Um, in order to uh, to know kind of what you want to step into once you. Uh, Don the cap and robe and get out of there. You know, it sounds like a modern day teacher kind of. That sounds like you're going back to your roots there. <laughs> exactly, <Yeah>. exactly right. <laughs> uh, but like you know, now I mean, everyone's like being offended, and you don't want to offend the wrong person because right. a certain person right. might have deep pockets, and then they're gonna like you know, you know, whack the university or whack the whatever it right. might be. But when you get into business, yeah. kind of like what you're in right now, it's like, how about just get it done? Yeah, how about just get the job done? Right. You know, and if if it's not working, then you beat it. But like, you know, there's a lot more of a there's a lot more honesty. I think I'm all for more conversation in America. I think we're kind of in these two silos right now, yeah. liberal and, and the conservative sides. Nobody wants to talk to their sides. Everyone has their own news networks and their own you know, websites and their own everything. It's like I don't think that's very good. For Echo the, chambers. Yeah, this is not good for the future of the democracy. I don't think like you should talk to people who don't believe the same things that you believe in. It's going to make you stronger to make them stronger. I think at the end of the day, most Americans agree on. 96% of things, 97% of things, maybe a couple of things we don't all agree on. Yeah. We should talk more about things we all agree on and less on those few issues we don't all agree on. I mean, look at Ukraine. Yeah. You know, right. that's, that's a pretty unifying sort of thing or, yeah. you know, a universal stance of just like, what is going This is not yeah, good. It's awful. I mean, this is really yeah. not good. Yeah. I think it shows you what true evil in the world is that someone can order missile strikes on, on you know, hospitals and, and apartment buildings and schools. Like, that's the true evil, not some of the stuff we, we argue about in America. Yeah. Like, how, how does that, how does that, I mean, I always, always try to think it is. Uh, the responsibility of not just a good person or a Catholic or whatever, but just a just a good person is like, let me try to figure out what what's the why here. Like, there's got to be some justification, some kind of somewhat close to it, maybe somewhat moral justification of why Putin would be doing ordering these things. But it's, right. this is a hard one to. Right. You're seeing kind it's of a hard modern, one to pick at. You're kind of see modern day Hitler certain things he did. Seems like started, it. Yeah, it's, I think you have to stop him now before it gets before it gets worse. Seems like it. Yeah. Not good. But uh, but yeah, it's just like like just showing uh, the whole idea of just showing up and then and talking and getting into a conversation. You never know where it's going to go. You never know who you're going to meet. That seems to be like sort of how you got into doing what you're doing um, when you're in college. Probably pretty social. Did they have, did they have um, fraternities at? Yeah, so the, 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 yeah, Jesuits don't allow or Jesuits don't, don't approve of kind of yeah, fraternities. Yeah. So there's some kind of underground stuff, but there's yeah. no real Greek row. Yeah. That's one of the things I miss about some of my buddies who went to these big, you know, state schools. They, you know, these crazy yeah. frat scenes and fun parties. Like Georgia doesn't have that, but it was uh, it was an incredible experience, nevertheless. It was, it was not for a lack of fun. Yeah. And also, like you know, when I went to Duke and everything, you're part of a team. Yeah, you know, you're part of the football team, yeah. and it's kind of like a fraternity. Speaking of Duke, what's your take on the whole Coach K thing? Um, I watched it. Yeah. I watched the, his last game with my mom the other night. Yeah. Over some Chinese food. 
um, you know, yeah, do what you do what you want, what you want to do. Yeah. You know, retire if you want to retire. You know, is that what you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, I mean, they they beat UNC by. 20 the first time, right? The, guy, the, guy's, the guy's a legend. And the, you, know, you gotta think of, you know, he is what, you know, Nick Saban is the football coach. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Also, they yeah. watched him on his final game. Was a moving. Absolutely. Moving, I'm not a Duke fan, but it was just so moving to watch. You know? Yeah, it, it absolutely was. And then you see, I was thinking, I was, yeah, I was talking about this with Jesse yesterday. Um, to see, like, I mean, all the, the 90 players, like, yeah. everyone's showing out. Everyone's showing up for Coach K's last, last dance at. Uh, Seinfeld, there's all these celebrities yeah, in the audience. Yeah, and, yeah. It was cool. It was definitely cool to watch and all the tributes and stuff, and stuff like that. And in the end, you know, gave a little talk and all. Uh, but in the back of his thing, it would be like, you know, I, I probably would have felt uncomfortable too. It's like, I get it. But we're not done yet. You know, I gotta, I, I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna plan a practice. I'm gonna go practice. Yeah. I'm gonna work hard yeah. and, and get the next game. They get the next game. And then we can, like, maybe. Then I could maybe talk about the legacy, but it's, um, it's an incredible place to watch a game. You know, they played Georgetown uh, at Cameron, uh, whatever ten years ago. So my dad and I went down and watched it. It was just like it's yeah, it's like a yeah. mecca for college basketball. And they are all <clears throat> all the fans are right down up front. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, which is I think yeah, very unusual. Like, the, the, did you hear the, the amount of the, the tickets were going? I saw the Washington, this, Washington Journal twenty million dollar bubble or whatever for uh, yeah, yeah, insanity twenty million dollars. Yeah, unbelievable. With my Hoyas going, you know, uh, oh and twenty in the Big East, there's not a whole lot of, you know, uh, are they having a tough year on the, on the hilltop. They're having a very tough year. So I, on, I, on the hard court, on the yeah. hoop, on the hoop. Yeah, you know, Patrick Ewing, the living legend of Georgetown, is our coach right now. We're in, uh, we've had a tough year. We won the Big East uh, title last year, kind of a fluke. We actually made it to made it to the tournament last year. So my dad and I flew out to Indianapolis and watched Georgetown play at uh, uh, Hinkley Fieldhouse. We lost, but so that was cool. But this year has been a rough, a rough year. What the heck, man? Yeah. What's the, what's the rub? What's what's going on? I don't know. There's Not enough rebounding. A lot of unhappy uh, fans. So, you know, I think and that's that's a that's a fan base. That's yeah. a you know alumni base. It's well, like you know, I mean, Patrick Ewing is you know the, the LeBron James of our parents era. You know, he was the you know he put Georgetown on the map. He won a national title there. So he's not just some normal guy. You can say you know fire him and throw him to the curb. This guy no. built. We're going to see of Georgetown basketball, so it's a complicated right. issue. Yeah, I think. We, I mean, I, we want to see him succeed. A lot, a lot of leash, but I think we get, he, he's just got to win. Or I mean, at some point, the you know, the music stops. Yeah, yeah. He's been there how long? Uh, this would be his fourth. I think, I think it was his fourth season. Yeah, they won the Big East last year. Yeah, come on. Yeah, beat Syracuse this year, which are yeah, juice the juice. So very important. It, so. <laughs> juice the juice. Yeah, the orange, the orange men. Yeah, what are they? Orange men. I guess it's just the color orange, not necessarily the fruit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, is there a season over? Torch uh, on you. We well, the, Big the basketball. We have the Big East tournament is uh, is this week. Everyone's uh, in it. Yeah, Georgetown. Georgia every every team makes it. They're playing. The, they probably won't make it past the first game. Yeah. Although we still playing, playing the one seed, up somehow winning the tournament last year, so we'll see. You, know, you, know, you never know. Yeah. Kids, man, yeah, kids playing sports, you never yeah. really know. You know, that's a cool thing about college athletics. And I think I mean, COVID is just, you know, I, I can't imagine what, it, what it's like to be a student athlete right now. I mean, COVID is just, you know, it's, it's very tough as a fan to sit there, yeah. but as, as a student athlete, I mean, or even just a college student watching your life, just get, you know, the, that's supposed to be the best four years of your life, and now you're most well, you're most form, formidable. I mean, it's it's a, your buddy's house. And all the antithesis of like we said earlier, it's the antithesis of what college is supposed to do, which is bring people together for conversation. No, everyone stay in your dorm and wear a mask and don't talk to to anyone. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of maybe a little bit fortunate in the regard that I decided to leave modern day kind of right when everything was happening. Yeah, and I haven't had to deal with all this the mask stuff for the last two years. Man, I was like somewhere recently, you know, like month, maybe two months ago, like in a in a public setting, we all had a mask on and everything, yeah. you know, and I was just like. This is a serious impediment to um, communicating, yeah. uh, and the and communication is the bedrock of what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. Our nature is to be with other people, exactly. You know, not just like stand there and, and look at each other, but like to have this thing called a dialogue too. You have, I mean, if you can go back to the Greek, you have one, you have the other, <clears throat> and you come together through a conversation or dialogue, and you achieve a better third. Yep. You know, that is better than this the, than the the parts. Yeah. And um, it's just I have a three year old trying to learn speech right now, and it's, it's very hard for a kid who he has to wear a mask in the classroom, has to wear a mask in the playground up until this week. Yeah, imagine trying to learn language when you're wearing a mask, your friends wearing a mask, teachers wearing a mask. I mean, it's hard enough for kids to understand to learn you know language. They're two and three years old as it is. I think that, I think COVID's added a big element. So my personal thing is 10, 15 years from now, I think we're all going to look back and think that the mental health aspects of this and the, the challenges to development, and everything else, should be much greater than 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 anything else. I mean, I think. I think we have hope, you're wrong, hope you're wrong, you know. Yeah. Hope it doesn't ripple forward, you yeah. know. But yeah, yeah. yeah. How, um, 
how did it? Uh, how did you guys make it through with uh, the bar business and the restaurant business? And it was definitely interesting. And, uh, definitely interesting time for us. I mean, I think one of the things we lucked out at one was locations. We have no location kind of in downtown DC, so we're not really relying on office traffic. So that definitely helped us. The demographic of our customers, for the most part, are people in their twenties and thirties who want to go out a lot. So they weren't as concerned about COVID. Yeah. Um, obviously, for a bit, DC shut down all restaurants and bars. We were to shut down completely. We did takeout only for a while, which was interesting. The takeout was not a big part of what we did before, but we, you know. All of a sudden, Uber Eats and DoorDash, et cetera. Takeout cocktails, that yeah. thing? Yes, we did. did you do some of that? Yeah, we, we did all that. So that. That was kind of fun, interesting. Yeah. We say to reinvent the wheel. Um, you know, we, no, no place in D.C. did takeout cocktails before COVID. That was one of the benefits of, of COVID was they allowed that. They also allowed the streeteries, which has been very helpful to us. So D.C. shut down certain streets and allowed you to put tables in front of parking spots. So in Mission DuPont, the original mission, uh, we put 300 seats outside. Uh, they shut down the entire street for us. We now have a massive extra outdoor area, which has really helped revenue. There's definitely been some good things about COVID with the restaurant business, but obviously overall it's been tough. I think kind of our corporate motto is we just like to adapt and change or whatever yeah. it is. We'll adapt to it. We'll make the best we can. And um, yeah, we try to take care of our people and, and, and almost all of our employees have come back. So That's a testament right there. Yeah. Um, uh, are you like a day-to-day like – Tonight, would you go to one of your restaurants and like? Or- uh, no, so I mean, so after this, you know, podcast, you know, most important thing of my day, of course. Uh, you, know, uh, <laughs> you could we, just we, go right yeah. back to bed because I have meetings all day, and then uh, I'm generally not in the restaurants at night. I mean, the weekends I'll stop by and check on things. We have a really good operations team. You know, uh, we have a chief operating officer we got from, from Clyde's Restaurant Group. We've, we've got some really good management. So, yeah, I mean, I'll stop in and check on them. But a lot of my job right now is just meetings. We do. We have nonstop construction planning meetings, design meetings, operations meetings, meetings with their chefs. We're hiring like crazy, so we're interviewing. I mean, we have three interviews today, I think four tomorrow, hiring more managers. We you do the interviewing so, yeah, for, cer- for certain jobs, I guess? I the second round. For, for These are full-time salaried managers. So they meet yeah. our chief operating officer first, and then that goes well. The second round is what we've made. Cool. Yeah. What's your, what's your first question? I, usually, I, I which, always open, which favorite I don't color? want to give away my trade secrets here in case they're one of the dozens of people listening Out of the vault. Right yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I usually get them to talk about themselves first. I, I always ask what they do for fun. I always ask what restaurants and bars they go to. Obviously, there's no wrong answer. I'm just kind of curious to kind of see the kind of places they go to, what they do for fun. And I usually, I learn the most about an applicant about the questions they ask us at the end. Like, we save some time and say, yeah. ask me questions. Yeah. And most people have, like, your standard kind of, you know, HR kind of questions. And people ask, like, really thoughtful questions or questions about the company or they've done some research. Like, that shows me they're a keeper or not. Yeah. If you're listening out there, one of our, what about one of my applicants for tomorrow? This, 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 <laughs> trade, this is the trade secrets. Rewind, listen again. <laughs> um, do you ever ask, like, the, uh, what are you not good at question? Sometimes I was actually watching the new show. Is that, is that kind of like a is that kind of a token sort of interview yeah, question? That's, that's on, it's funny. I'm watching this new show about Uber on Showtime, which is pretty fascinating. It's like how the how Uber was founded. Travis Kanek, the founder of Uber, his first question in every interview was, "Are you an asshole?" And you have to if you, if you don't answer yes, he wouldn't hire you at Uber. That's, <laughs> that's like part of this episode on Showtime talks about. It's interesting. interesting. We funny. don't ask that, but it was interesting to see like he he wanted a very certain kind of person. So I think interviews are interesting. I, I have buddies on Wall Street that they ask you how many. Piano tuners are there in Chicago, and they want to see you, like you know, do the math of like, okay, there's this many pianos, and if your piano gets tuned, you know, once a year, so to kind of break down the yeah. analytics, we don't do that. But I think studying interview questions is definitely interesting. It's definitely a like psychological like dive, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a fun, it's interesting. You, you yeah. said it right. Well, um, it, our goal is to find people that want to buy into what we do because we're not usual in the restaurant business. Like you know, most restaurants have a certain way of doing things. We're so focused on the, on the bar business and just being busy all the time and, and just you know trying. to to provide great service to our customers. And we just want to find people that want to buy into what we're doing. We're kind of a rapidly expanding company. Most of our managers can move up quickly. Like our chief operating officer started as a general manager, then became a director of operations and a chief operating officer. So most of our employees kind of can have rapid growth in the company. We want to find, we want to find someone who was, is here for, uh, wants to be part of what we're doing and wants to really kind of grow with us. What is, what is mission's mission? Do you, do you have like a mission, like a mission statement or whatever? <laughs> How many times can you use the word mission? In <laughs> Uh, so our motto is it's more fun to eat in a bar than drink in a restaurant. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it, dude. Yeah. Everything we do sort of stems from the bars. We have, Obviously, you've been in ABR. We have massive, massive bar, physical bars inside of our spaces. Everything we do sort of flows from that. The energy, the vibe. And I think that's something which is – the restaurant business is now kind of coming around to bigger bars. It wasn't that long ago that you walk into a restaurant that might have hundreds of seats but have a tiny little bar in the corner. And I think more and more people now want to eat at the bar. They like kind of the more casual it's aspect. The, it's, of, the, it's the social element, yeah. you know. Um, they think you put your put your phones down and everything like that. Yeah. But uh, it's it's interesting because like you know, 
40, not married, you know. I've, yeah. I've, I've lived like the bachelor life for a while now. The uh, studio but, is quite the bachelor lifestyle as well, you know, the <laughs> half, half smoked cigar on the counter. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. The fish tank that's yes. like, that's, that's full of air, you know, good intention. Very animal that. house, very animal ter- house vibe. Ter- terrarium. Here, <laughs> um, but like, you go to the bar to eat, to, uh, to inter- inter- interact and converse. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Sometimes, I mean, I used to like bring like, you know, something to do. It's like, I was gonna. I'm gonna I like to write a lot, yeah. so I like write maybe. And I was like, I find myself like, no, I just, I just need the, the table in the corner, please. Uh, you know, someone who can serve me some wine and just kind of <laughs> let me write and be one with my thoughts and my, you know, my bev- my aperitif. Um, we'll get you any kind of table you want when you come by. <laughs> we have high speed Wi Fi, which has been you know something that, you know. We, so we have chargers at every station, every seat. So we're ready, oh my, we're ready for you. You're ready for it yeah. all. You know, the 2022. Yeah. When you start, when you start it, like. Um, when you first, your first was Mission, correct, Dupont? Or that, that was the first. Guy. I mean, yeah, yeah step yeah. into like sort yeah. of like the, the league that you're yeah. in now. Um, were you there a lot? Or oh yeah, so when I opened a place at the beginning, I'm there all the time. We're kind of trying to set everything we do is kind of based on having standards and protocol and kind of like points of service and having every, all of our staff follow that. So our place has been open for a while. It's like very clear we have an operating plan. The entire staff, all the way down from the dishwasher all the way to the highest manager, they all understand kind of where the bus is going. When you have a new place, like the bus is pointing in you know, twenty different directions, and you know, so you have to kind of be there all the time, making sure everyone's uh, kind of heading in the right direction. Yeah. With Salazar, yeah. you know, we just opened in January. Yeah, you know, I knew it'd be a successful place because it's a great location, big rooftop, great DJ basement, all that. I think we've been surprised just how busy it is, and people are waiting in line for like, you know, forty five minutes an hour on Friday and Saturday to get in there. I think part of that is this COVID was just so depressing that you know, cool new bar opens. It's a fun place to go. It's got great music. People just want something new and exciting. We, the feedback has been incredible. Um, people are really excited about it. Yeah. When you look at your day, you say you got these meetings and interviews yeah. and such like that, and you're going to go downtown. Um, outside of like, you know, how, how enjoyable you, you, this, this podcast experience is for you. Yes. Yeah. What is like, what's your, what's the, your favorite part of your job or like the, the, the schedule? When you look at your schedule of the day, like, I'm really excited for that. <clears throat> I might not be here. This isn't lukewarm, but like, What's the, what really gets you yeah, about what you rewarding. do, and you wear a lot of hats, and you do have a lot of yeah. duties and stuff. The most rewarding thing that, that I do is when I walk into our places and just see it be really crowded. It still kind of gets me when I absolutely. Walk in. Oh, there's like, all these people are here in a place that I built. Look what I've created. Yeah, especially Navy Yard, which Navy Yard kind of really put us on the map. Our other places were great for DC. Mission Navy Yard is sort of like on the national map of yeah. bars and restaurants. It's done so well. But I walk out there on a Saturday night, and there's 700 people in there. I came in Saturday night to check on things at you know, 9, 9 p.m. I walk in there, and there's you know, 700 people in the bar. Drinking, dancing, having a great time. It's like this was a gas station when Reed and I first went to go look at the space. It was like we really built this to to where it is now, and all these people are in there dancing, having a good time. Most of them don't know who I am; they're just there because it's a fun place to be. Yeah, it's like that's just a really cool atmosphere. Yeah, and, you know, when we first got started, most people came to my, my bars at the, the deck because they literally were friends of mine and they knew the bar. They wanted to see you. Now we've kind of grown to our like Mission Group's its own brand. Like it's not just like the Fritz Show or whatever else. So it's like yeah. built into a real kind of brand, which I think that's really cool. And yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, that takes you back to your. To the roots of like, <clears throat> I maybe chose to get into this profession or fell into it. Even yeah. it's just like I like to entertain. I like to yeah. be around people. I like. I like. You don't. You're very nice. You've always been a very nice person. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you you just want to see people uh, together and enjoy themselves, and uh, maybe and have a cocktail. Jump too. jump in there yeah. and stir the yeah. drink. You yeah. know, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um. So you got this floor. Tell me about this Florida idea. I like the Florida, the Royal Sands Social Club. Yes, yeah, so the original. We're, we're going to call. That's, like a, that's a name right there. Yeah, Royal Sands Social Club. Yeah. What's well, funny? We wanted it to, be, to be different than missions. So we kind of thought about you know different kinds of themes. Most of our places are Mexican, as you know. People love Tex-Mex. They love that tequila. Right that how it fit in perfectly at the new place. Uh, so Royal Sands is like bright, colorful. We're in construction right now. It's, it's a huge place. Uh, even thirteen thousand square feet, which is you know very big for a. Uh, uh, for for a restaurant, but uh, we're, we're very excited. So I grew up on the beach in Florida. You know, fish tacos, you know, colorful drinks, all that. Uh, that's kind of what South Florida is known for. That's kind of our goal is to kind of bring a little taste of the beach to uh, to DC. But I think everyone loves the beach. Obviously, around here it's Rehoboth and Dewey. You know, if you're in New York, New Jersey, it's like the Jersey Beach, the Hamptons. Everyone has a, has a beach of their childhood. They love going to it with their friends. So we kind of want to bring a little, little bit of that beach element. It's obviously the Florida theme. I think for beach fans everywhere, they'll find something here they like. You think you can? I think it's ambitious to uh, be like, I'm going to do a, a beach bar or whatever in D.C. But I mean, you, you have you have 
success. Yeah. You have a good track record. Much like, I, your, I hero, to, much like your hero, Joe Rogan, I've, I go against the norm in a lot of things that I do. I mean, I, think I love with, it. Uh, I love it. Yeah, we opened Mission in Navy Yard. I think, you know, people told us we were literally crazy to open a place that was so big, you know, in Navy Yard. People didn't know, didn't know the neighborhood as, as well as they do now. So we kind of went against the popular opinion there. Opening a second massive restaurant next to your, during, you know, during COVID next to another restaurant is also like, other restaurant CEOs are like, you know, are, are you guys a little crazy or like, what's what's going on here? It's like, I think we, we just know we know where we want to go, so the bus is heading in that direction. You bold, yeah. So we're gonna fortune open. favors the bold. Yes, so yeah, that's and Virgil. This place opens in, in May or June. We're hoping you know ten thousand of our. Are there going to be bags right? of sand somewhere? Like you know, it's like, a little more of an elevator, more like Palm Beach, more, more of a Palm Beach. <laughs> so not so, yeah. no tiki bar, yeah, no, no tiki like bar. deck re- reincarnate, yeah, like with some drinks, you know, yeah, <laughs> giant trees. Can't so, yeah. can't roll in there with like tank top and like it's pretty cool. So the whole downstairs, these built, things, the whole downstairs is built to be like a pool. So we have like the aqua color tile. We have like even the handrails, the lights you'd see in a pool. This is so there's cool. no actual water. Passion project, there's perhaps. The insurance, the insurance people listen to yeah, yeah, yeah. water. Uh-huh. It feels like you're in a pool. Yes. Yeah. Is, it, is this a passion project for you? Everything we do is a passion project. But we build restaurants for the people. Not Meaning me. like Florida. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I love Florida. Your, ru- your roots. Yeah. We'd be sitting in Florida right now if it was up to me. But uh, we, we build restaurants for our customers, not for me. So that, yes, this happens to be part of my heritage and where I'm from, but I'm building because I know that it's what the people want. Whose idea? Florida? No, this, uh, the social club. Whose uh, idea? Yeah, yeah, I came up with the name. Yeah. And who's, who's, who was like, hey, we should do a Florida bar? Was that your idea? Yeah, or like, yeah. yeah. I love, I, as we talked about, I, lo- I love Florida. I grew up in Florida. Yeah. Uh, it's a Have you always place in had this, like, I wanted to do this like yeah, five years ago? Yeah, it's been always in the back of my head. I mean, I think Florida during COVID has only become more and more prominent. A lot, you know, it's, there's a, Attractive. A, lot of, a lot of people we know moved down there. It's, Florida economy is booming. As you know, and, you know, the, the, you can't, you can't, you can't buy any real estate down there because the real estate market's so hot. I think Florida people, they want to be down there in the sun. They want to have fun. It's a place where anything goes. You can choose your own adventure. Florida doesn't care where you came from. They care where, where you want to go. And it's just a great place. And we want to bring a little bit of that element to D.C. I love it, dude. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Hold on for a minute. Get the old uh, call from Issaquah, uh, Washington. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Probably can, the IRS tell you. And call, you know, call back or leave a message. Or, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably... Are you a Florida? Do you get? To, I know Linda goes down to Florida a lot. Do you get down there a lot yeah, as well? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was down there. Um, first off, we quarantined down there ah. uh, in 2020, March, okay. April, May. You know, you guys are uh, Linda, me, mom, Henry, girls, everybody, condo, three nice. bedroom condo. I mean, it was pretty nice. Worst, it was, it was yeah, worst, it was worst place. There's worst. worst, worst yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah. right, and, and worst yeah. states to be in. You yeah. know, in Florida, like you know, if you look back and generally, I think even <clears throat> both sides of the aisle would say like Florida handled the everything pretty well you yeah. know of, of all the states and all that stuff yeah um and uh yeah we were, we were down there for that, that large chunk of time um holidays you know i was down there we text we text or we email back and forth um but i was down there probably like i don't know 10 days over over new year's and then like another solid chunk at the end of january yeah love it you know especially when it's not like this today is like unseasonably it's like it, it's gonna push 80 and it's like i love <clears throat> this time of year here you know, but <clears throat> January, February. No, <laughs> the only thing that kind of get uh, what I really the winter perk for me is the fireplace. Uh, fireplace. Nice. I love burn wood. The well, real, Florida's the real also wood. You can work out. I mean, I think everyone's healthier. Out there. Yeah. The weather's nice. You're outside. You're yeah. moving all the time. DC winters are so unbearably cold. And yeah. Depressing. It beats you down. People are happier in Florida because there's fresh air and sunshine, and you can be outside all the time. Beats and, you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something about the colors. Yeah. You know, you might have a nice day up here, but still brown. Yeah. And gray. Yeah, but I see some green coming back, which yeah. is nice. But all those colors down I'm, I'm an outsider to DC. I moved here when I was you know 18, 19 years old. But people always gonna assume that I'm, I'm from here because I've done a lot of business here. But DC's been great to me. I, I love DC. But I don't want to. What do you like about the city? DC, but it's a great. So this is a unique place. It's kind yeah. of a melting pot. Yeah, a lot of people from across the country move here, work on the hill, or work in the government. People from across the world mm-hmm. move here for various things. And, and you're, you you kind of like politics, right? Yeah, I, 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 is your, your parent, your parent, your dad, or mom in politics at all? A little bit, yeah. So yeah. When I, I had a law school. I worked for, for Rick Scott at the time, who was running to be governor yeah. of Florida. Became governor of Florida. Is now our senator. He's kind of an unknown guy. He was a very wealthy CEO. Decided to run for for governor. Uh, I was graduated from law school. I had some experience in Florida politics. So I took I took a chance, moved down there, worked for him. Next thing you know, he won. I became deputy chief of staff at. I think 26 for the state of Florida. So it was a really cool experience. Um, this is what you did after law school? After law school, yeah. And you moved back to Florida. Yeah, it's how I And, you're, and you're Rick Scott's one is chief, chief of staff. Deputy chief of staff. To, yeah. Yeah. So it was a really cool experience. Really cool. Um, I kept my, my apartment in D.C., so I was still coming back and forth a fair amount. But uh, it was just really cool. Uh, it was a really cool experience. It's a great way to cut your teeth, man. Yeah, that's why politics is kind of similar to 
the restaurant business is all about bringing people together, you know, staying on message, you know, talk, understand what people want, you know, translating that into, um, into action items. I think there's been a lot of kind of correlation between the two. Yeah. Yeah. How long? So you stay, you work with him for how much longer? Before uh, I was here for about 15, 16 here. months total. Um, I started dating my, my now wife. She was living in DC. We met at City Tavern Club at a Batch and Spitzer's Ball. You may have been there probably. Wood Huffman and I were hanging in the corner, having a, having a cocktail. My my wife and her friend walked by, and that's that's how we met. So yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> what you doing? Yeah. Where are you going to the bar? Yeah. I can't let a nice dame like yourself walk to the bar, <laughs> bar unescorted. That's right. Pretty much. May, may yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> grab my arm, or I'll grab your arm. Yeah. Um. For the rest of history. Friggin' uh, Christopher Van Royen. Does that he, name yeah, ring a bell? Yeah, that's right. He's got through it. Yeah. He, he and Chris Larson. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he's down in Florida, yeah, like well, he's a, right? he's, he's yeah. in the same unit, same place, yeah. Lock O'Key, yeah. that we have our place. Oh, cool. Okay. His so, niece, niece, I think, or or maybe yeah, comes to our, our bars a lot and always like sends 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 the best from Chris. I haven't seen him in a long time, but he he's is. that crazy apartment behind the guards. He's, he I, still I, has a place in DC yeah, in Georgetown. He, yeah, he's, he had this like huge party house behind the guards in Georgetown. He still has it. Yeah, this is or, right. I haven't he, been there. He, he still has a presence in Georgia. I know that. He had this. Really kind of crazy party house. Right, right, you know, right, this like alleyway. You know, like, I remember the first time I was going there. I'm like, what is this place? You open the door. It's like massive luxury like, townhouse hidden in this hall. This, the amazing rooftop. There's so much money so, yeah, down so, there. Yeah. Like in real he's estate. He's a horse guy. I think he's a horse rider. Like a, uh, yeah. it's, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He likes horse gear. Like the gear. He, he, like, he likes the, the, the clothes. You yeah, know, that goes amazing along parties. with it. So, so like, I remember in our early, early 20s, we'd go to these parties and be like, what is this lifestyle? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> He's uh, so he's in Florida a ton. Yeah. Uh, he has a place in Bethany, yeah. like that's near us. He he and my dad were pretty close. Yeah. Um. And uh, hey, my other favorite friend, a potential spam. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he maybe you add like a call in line to the podcast, but like, you know, call now if you uh-huh. want to get in on the action. Tell Tenth caller. Tenth caller. We'll be waiting. I mean, it's a free mission. I mean, I mean, yeah. first caller. <laughs> 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 yeah. Get yourself yeah. a pat on the back. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. uh and I think we talked a little bit before, but I think, you know, Republicans and Democrats should come together more. And I think I sometimes get some heat for being a Republican who owns bars in D.C. It's obviously predominantly liberal city. But I always say, like, we want Democrats. Again. We've had AOC in the bar. We've had Bernie Sanders. We've had you know, Chuck Schumer. We've had every major Democratic figure, you know, come to mission. And we've had every Republican figure come to mission. I think that's good. We want to have people from different walks of life, different political backgrounds being in the bar. I don't think any restaurant or bar or retail store or anything should be for Republicans or Democrats only. Like, we should try to cross the aisle as much as possible. I don't think that's the viewpoint of everyone. We sometimes get some hate mail on that, but I think like it's okay. I, I go to restaurants and bars owned by Democrats. I don't think we should pick and choose what, what where we buy or where we shop based on what the what the owner's political views may be. I think that's that's dangerous to society. Why do you um, subscribe? Why are you why do you why are you Republican? You know, or- yeah, that's a good question. I, I've always, I mean, I, I've always been a Republican, so I, you know, I've, yeah. I believe in the free market. I think that the you know I think the free market makes sense. I believe in less regulation. If you look at Florida as a test case of this. Florida's always been about. Less regulation, let people decide what they want to do. That's been booming for the Florida economy. My parents moved there in the early 80s. You look at where Florida was in the early 80s to where Florida is today, it's, it's insane. I mean, it's, you know, the Florida kind of experiment has done incredibly well. It speaks to, like, you know, less regulation, more freedom, and just let people, let people do what they want to do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, don't, I mean, don't underestimate the power and the ingenuity and the motivation and the determination of the human spirit. Yeah. People come to America because they want to start their it's own not business. Like, you know, it's not like um, we're saying that. Um, to be conservative or to be Republican is to eliminate, you know, welfare, which, right. for instance, yeah. you know, but I would say that I'm, I, I'm, I'm conservative slash libertarian. Um, I'd say that, all right, a conservative idea perhaps would be, all right, let's just pick a number, $5. Okay. We can give $5 to whatever cause it might be, maybe to a family or whatever it might be. Uh, meanwhile, a liberal take would be like, no, it shouldn't be five. It should be 10. And the conservatives would be like, no, it should be five. <laughs> if you get, if you go maybe to ten, then you underestimate who they are and what they what a group of people or a person can do with five. Five, therefore, is more than ten yeah. in a way. You know, yeah. that's how I sort of view it. I think there's there's a lot of pride and hard work. People the people want to be at work. I think there's like we saw this during COVID. People are being paid to stay home. I think people. 
feel good going to the office every day. They feel good going to work, being with their coworkers, interacting with others. And yes, the government can pay everyone to stay at home. And maybe they should have, maybe they shouldn't have. We'll find the answer out in the, in the long run. If you want to control the mask, yeah. control the people, yeah. let them stay home. Yeah. Just being from my personal experience, like, you know, we could, I couldn't go to work the first few weeks because restaurants were closed. As soon as we were able to do to go only, I literally went in there every day. It was like, Work in the dishwasher, work in the kitchen. This is like, it felt good to be out of the house. Or in a candy yeah, store. It, it felt good to be at work. I mean, it feels good to go to work every day. It's like there's pride and hard work. I think that's why Americans want to be entrepreneurial. They want to start small businesses. They, they want to create their own companies. And that's great. It can be, na- it can be a natural country. high, you know, yeah. to, to be, you know, sometimes I'll wake up or, you know, uh, whatever it might wake be. Wake up around noon, kind of, or what's the schedule like? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I like mornings. I like mornings. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I, And like, I'm just like, kind of like walking around, moping around and I just don't feel that great or whatever, but invariably once you take a shower and you get outside and you see some people walk the dog or you know go to the fields or whatever school just like for some reason i feel better and the reason is that i'm out and around people yeah. <laughs> you know people are social creatures you we're stare at the ceiling right. it's not gonna you nothing's gonna change humans are social creatures they're meant to be around other people it's like yeah, yeah zoom is great but at the end of the day like nothing beats a face-to-face interaction nothing you know if you're trying to get a deal done and trying to get a job whatever it is like being in the same room with someone is incredibly important i mean yes you can get it done over zoom but nothing's like being in person there's definitely something lost in the, into the ether, yeah. you know, lost in translation over screens and such. That's why I'm glad this podcast has stayed in person. That's very important. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you came here. Of course. You know? It took me a few months, um, but I, I, knew I, I knew I'd get here. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a, our topic is evergreen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this podcast is going to actually come out around December. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Rigorous editing Backlog, process. Here, you know? right? Yeah, right. Exactly right. Exactly right. All right. Good. Um, got any questions for me? Uh, where, where do you want to be five years from now? You're kind of a renaissance man of yourself, sort of a, 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 you. a mini Joe Rogan, not in size, but you know, <laughs> you, um, you, you have a fingers in lots of different pies. You know, where, where do you, where does Billy Garrett want to be in 2025, 2030? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, I, I like to see myself with somebody, you know, um, that I, um, that I really, that I love and, you know, and, um, I like, I, I, I'd like to think I like I would like to have a family, you know. Yeah. Um, um, I love kids and stuff, and I've always loved kids. Um, and I just got back into coaching uh, lacrosse, the JV lacrosse team, yeah. and it's just like talk about like getting into the restaurant and doing the dishes. I was like, yeah. out there with the balls. I'm like, whoa, yeah. this is good, <laughs> really yeah. good, you know. Yeah. And then you do practice or a game, and you finish it. You're like, I don't think I would have felt this good if I wasn't didn't do that for two hours. Yeah, you know. So it's, it's a it's very much a. Um, uh, something that is close to close to the heart of the soul, yeah. you know. You always been an athlete, even though you know we're always friends of friends. But I was, you're always like, yeah, I'm like, uh, I knew you were a great coach. Yeah, I've always yeah, heard like, yeah. I think that's you have such a passion for yeah. for teaching others how to be great athletes. Thank I think that's it. something you should work into what you do. Thank know? you for saying it. So yeah. it's like it, taking that sort of thing. I mean, I have like right now I'm a l- little bit of a crossroads as to like, all right, I'm coaching. I'm not necessarily teaching. Like during the day, you know, I've I've seen if you know, I have some good free time. So all right, do I want to <clears throat> get back into education? Like you know, going into a school every day. Yeah. Do I want to like be some sort of like administrative sort of thing that helps facilitate education? I thought you'd be like athletic director, right? Or something. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do I want to? Uh, I love I love books. Um, I love um, St. John's College in, in Annapolis, where I got my masters in the yeah. cl- in the classics, and talk about a place that advocates for. Uh, discourse it's like you sit around a table you you don't go to like a lecture and they don't tell you what x y and z the book's about or whatever you know you know you sit around the table and some and the tutor not a teacher a tutor who helps doesn't doesn't profess a professor he opens the conversation with hey what why do you think you know achilles decided to stay in his tent and, and, and instead of go and fight right. and then and the people are like hmm Good question. And then just organically conversation goes for 12, 15 people around this table and it ends two hours later. And it's like, I have more questions than I did when I started. It's, yeah. it's so cool. The, the, um, the best Jesuits of Georgetown kind of had similar Socratic method. kind of. Classes. Yes, exactly. Right. Like, Socratic yeah. method. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it's built upon. The famous Jesuit father, Shaw Georgetown, whose, whose class I took, he was blind, had a one eye. He was like, he was just like, he would sit in the middle of the room. He memorized the entire class where they sat, what your name was. He would sit at the front and just like toss your name. And be like, Mr. Rogan, what are your thoughts? And it's like, it was like, there's not, they don't make teachers like that anymore. He was, was missing an eye, but like, like he had a yeah. third eye. Yeah. He, he was the sharpest guy I've ever met. He was 80 something years old. He was probably a, pri- a priest or not? Yeah, a priest. Yeah. Famous, famous. Jesuit, I mean, the, yeah. the, the, the Jesuits are high, yeah. big on education, yeah. and uh, and 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 discourse and conversation. Maybe that's why they're sort of like they become the black sheep of like you know this yeah. the, of Catholicism. People yeah. are like, what about those Jesuits? What are they doing yeah. over there? You know, well, so they, they, they rocking the ship a little hand, bit. Like on one hand, they're like the 
Pope's private army, and all of a sudden, on the other hand, they're very liberal. So, it's, so it's a strange contrast. Yeah, they're people, people of George, people incredibly George educated, a very conservative place. I'm like, well, have you met the Jesuits? Because compared to the rest of the Catholic Church, they're no. not very sometimes, conservative. But sort of fascinating, you know. Like, dude, yeah. Sometimes you go to mass or whatever yeah. and be like. <laughs> That Norman Priest is out. Who's this guy? Yeah. He's a Jesuit. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> like you just can't follow it. Yeah. He's like riffing or like going here or there. Just like this is out of the ordinary, and yeah. it's refreshing and cool and fun. Yeah. I where, like where that. Where do you see the Catholic Church in the in the, in the future? Um, I don't know. It's female priests. Uh, female priests. Sure, why not? Mary. Mary I think priests? I think I think married priests. Sure, why not? Yeah. You know the whole idea of just like the priests have to be live in the same vein or the model of jesus christ that's one of the reasons i think why they have to stay celibate and yeah. unmarried with uh, you know uh, because they want to be like jesus and also they would take away from their ability to function i'm like i don't know about that yeah. you know i think if i think if the church wants to um you know be prolific and keep being prolific um then they have to make maybe make some changes you know and i think I know, I mean, i've talked to priests about this and they're like married priests why not you yeah. know why not yeah. um Especially if you're going to go get married and everything and be like, oh, what do you have to say about marriage? And then you just like whip out the, um, the catechism. It's like, this is what we say. But, right. but you haven't been married. Like, right. Okay, fine. I believe you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you? I don't know. I think there's definitely going to be some changes coming in the church. I, I'm, I'm not, I wish I was more, I'm not as much as I once Francis was. Francis like is, you know, yeah. Jesuit. Of course. First yeah. Jesuit Pope, I believe, right? Uh, I, I, I think so. Yeah. I think when, when, it, when that happened, when it was like five, six years ago, that was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. He's an advocate for different things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Slowly. Yeah, we, have, we have a great cardinal in DC. Change. He's done incredible things. Say it again. We have a great cardinal in yeah. DC. I think he's the first black cardinal. Mm -hmm. So he's been doing incredible things. It's great. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Um, but your original sort of question to me is like, I, I could see myself some, I'm a huge advocate for the Socratic method, what St. John's does in Annapolis. Yeah. And I find myself going back there and also they have a campus in Santa Fe. Oh, cool. I don't know if you've ever been to Santa Fe. No, it's Golly, it's just fantastic. Yeah. And talk of really good food and stuff like that. Go in the summer. Go in the summer. The summer's the time to go, if, yeah. you, if you can. Um, and they have a campus out there. And it's like, it's beautiful, number one. Yeah. Number two, it's just like, this is the, the people that I really like to, to, to... Sometimes I go out hoping for conversations, and but it just like doesn't really pan out, you know? Yeah. So it's just like to be in a community... Like St. John's is very appealing, and also Annapolis is pretty daggone appealing. Yeah. So we'll see. A lot, a lot of paths to choose from, but I feel mm -hmm. like you're, you're going to do great. I have no doubt about that. Thank you for saying yeah. it. Um, you in five years? Yeah, I think uh, I think at some point I'll be back down to Florida more often. We've yeah. bought a place down there. Um, so you bought a place, or uh, we've looked, yeah, my, yeah. My, my parents live there now. We've looked at buying a place. Lauderdale. In, uh, Your parents Beach, are. We, we love going to Palm Beach. I grew up in Lauderdale. Yeah, my parents are in Lauderdale. We love yeah. going to Palm Beach. Yeah, we spent a lot of time in Naples as well. I think somewhere in Florida, but it's tough. My businesses are obviously here in DC now. We've looked, we've looked at expanding outside the region, which we may do in, in the near future. But I think for now, it's like Mission tough. South. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As, Mission you know, being South Florida, and East. Get, every restaurant is packed. I mean, like especially on, in South Florida in the winter. I mean the. Economy is booming down there. Can you break into that? Uh, I'm sure you can. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you have a ton of uh, connections down there. There's, there's um, a surprising amount of area folks who, yeah, who absolutely. are down there in, you know, in winter. And, yeah. Bukan. Bukan is great. I saw Rod Stewart there last week. <laughs> Rod right Stewart? Ago, yeah. Dude, you know LD Davis? Yeah. You, yeah, you must. You yeah. must. I haven't like, seen him in a long time. But yeah. He's just the guy that just sort of like randomly just runs into like, he ran into Michael Jordan at in Palm Beach outside of Bukan. Yeah. You know? Bukan is, like, the, is sort of the, you know, but, so yeah, we're, we're sitting in the. So bar you saw Rod Stewart. Yeah, Rod Stewart. I saw him like ten years ago no, on Worth Avenue. Yeah, of course, he's everywhere. At Polo, yeah. you know. It was funny. I was we're sitting in the bar. I'm like, wow, that guy has like crazy jacket, and giant hair, and he turned around. I'm like, that's Rod Stewart. Real? Yeah, I just touch him. I love Rod Stewart. The Irish music of my childhood. Oh, yeah. So I love. I love. Absolutely. Rod yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a yeah. scene down there. I yeah. can I can see you down there. Yeah, you know. So especially Bukan. Every time I go to Bukan, I've seen Robert Kraft there. I've seen like it's what yeah, a it's spot. A, there's always what a spot. Now you're right. When in doubt, Bukan. Yeah, I feel like a moto. We get get some get some some uh, lobster dumplings over there. But, uh -huh. uh, yeah, yeah. Go to school a little bit. Yeah, maybe you're gonna go on a research trip down sure. there. They always say, let me know the dates. Maybe we can line if up. If you're rich or old, go to Palm Beach. You'll find out you're neither. So, <laughs> yeah, you're just in Palm Beach. Yeah. Exactly right. The 85 is sort of a sort of median that's age. That's good. There, so. uh, I mean, that's a good way to do it. That's yeah. what you said about Florida. It's yeah. just like, where are you going? Yeah. Where'd you come from? How old are you? I didn't mean, yeah. How much money do you have? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 
Palm Beach? Yes. Like, you see, the yeah. first question is like, you know, where'd you go to high school? Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Where, like, where, you know, what a stupid in, question. Yeah, it's very insular. Yeah. DC's a very insular town. Yeah. It's like Florida just doesn't really care. It's all about where you're going. Yeah, what are you, yeah. What are you into? The yeah. old California line, you know, yeah. which is great, you know. Yeah. But you can tell a lot of, what do you do? You know, I, people pan that question. I'm like, but in theory, you want to be doing something that yeah. you, that is an extension of your heart. Right. So it's it's, it's not it's not about opening question. What drives you? What's your passion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about opening question. Yeah, but but sometimes it can tend to be like in this RDC bubble. It's like you it's know. all networking. Especially when it comes to political people, they all want to. It's like oh, yeah. who's offsuit? Oh, yeah. it's like you know, yeah, sort of like a jockeying, jockeying, yeah. jockeying. That's a good word to describe it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jock straps. That yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Separate conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got Tourette's. <laughs> you know what is it? Wednesday? Nah, yeah. Uh, Redskins gonna stay in uh, in. I want to be in DC. Landover. You I mean, see? I, don't know, I mean, yeah. why can't they not be in DC? Yeah, you know Schneider probably the you know he just bought a forty million dollar house. So Schneider did. Yeah, where? Uh, somewhere in the other in DC. Yeah, no, well, it's in the river of Virginia. It's, I think it's part of old George Washington's property. in Virginia. Yeah. And then people are saying they're going to move it into Virginia. Yeah. You know? They're offering you know everything. I mean, Is that again? They're offering him you know no, a uh, billion dollars whatever. They're, they're offering the the, the the team. They want Virginia wants yeah. the the uh, the commanders. It just sucks that we, we used to go to Redskins games or did sorry, Commanders games. Yeah. It's like it's, it's impossible to get out there. You, you, you know, if you want to go beers, you can't. You have to drive. There's really no public transportation. Where it's like, look at the Nats. It's halfway game. around the Beltway, yeah, bro. The Nats. You can take an Uber there. You can take the Metro there. You can take a boat there. There's a, you know, a million ways to go to the game. Have a couple drinks and be one safe. Want to bite air? Want to bite sea? Yeah. And after that, you can go to amazing bars like Mission across the street. Have make a whole night or day or night of it. Whereas like you go to a wrestling game, it's a joke. there's nothing, nothing joke. around it. You it's leave not, the game, you're gonna grab like a half empty yeah, like Bud Light. And you're gonna be yeah. like, all right, what are we doing in this ass asphalt slab yeah. thing? Now we got to get home. Yeah, so I think if they do it in Virginia, wherever they build it, they're they're going to do retail and residential and hotels all around it. Look at all the look at all the models. Look at all the things of success. Yeah. You know the Nats and everything. Right. And like even, even games, we see like a lot of people, fly, like a lot of people opposing fans will come to DC. They'll stay in a hotel around the stadium. They want to see DC. They bring their family. And like for for every game that comes down, there'll be guys in the opposing fan gear. I'll be like, oh, they're like they're from that town. They fly to DC because they want to be tourists for the day. Go to the game. Have fun, have a couple beers. They spend money; it helps the economy. You, you can't do that for Redskins game. What do you? It's like there's nothing around it. <laughs> You're gonna go to that that, that uh, big church. What is it? Called? The yeah. Christ Holy One yeah. Church, whatever. Yeah. Which I was stranded at one time yeah. after a Skins yeah, game. Sure, yeah. And Linda's left. Did, like, far, no. did Sam Farnham's bus break oh. down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how to change the tire of yeah. like the coach bus. <laughs> Houston, we have a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Everyone left. Linda's like, I'm leaving. I was like, Nah, I'll get a ride from somebody. I know. I know people. Yeah. I'll get a ride. I get a ride. Yeah. And this is like maybe pre. Uh, Maybe pre Uber, yeah, and it's just like I mean the what the, the Christ Church that huge church as you as you know when you yeah. come off the Beltway for the yeah. stadium, just like and it's just they said they're there for refugees. They, they didn't mean you, Billy, but it's just happened, me. Happened. <laughs> yeah, I felt like one. it's like yeah, knocking on the door. I'm like yeah, it says all welcome, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Then I walked the whole way back on the Beltway. No, I did not. No, I, I called my mom and my yeah. mom came and picked me up when I was sniffling in the corner. <laughs> we saw the convoy in the Beltway yesterday. We were going to, we took my son bowling yesterday. So we saw them. Oh my oh, God. Hundreds of, hundreds of vans and trucks. And it was like something else. Just, just what we need. The travel situation of DC. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone stay home. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of an ambivalent thing, I would think, from your standpoint. I'm like, the mission is, is, is good and noble, you know, but yeah. to try to get done what you want to get done, you know. The Beltway does not need. I think we all Republicans, Democrats, we all come together. Come together we, on that. We don't need any more traffic in DC. Let's. We don't need yeah, any more yeah. any more cars in the road. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is the um is is can DC? Why cannot DC be a destination for another RFK or something? Another. I love to see it. A, a stadium for the team. Yeah. Like Virginia's outbidding them now. I guess, but yeah, DC doesn't want it. Somebody told me this. DC doesn't want the team. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I think now the name has changed. I've heard that the city they didn't want the Redskins name. Don't get me started on that. But right. I, now that's the, the Commanders, they're fine with it being in DC. I guess, but yeah. Virginia has, has so much land. I mean, Virginia can, can really give them you know massive parcel of land. I mean, we're in DC, sure. RFK. You know, it's, it's not a big it's not a big of a stadium to begin with. So there's not a lot of land there to build. Right, 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 right. I wish, I wish we could go back in time and put it in Nats Park, put it in Audi <clears> Field. You're already building a stadium. They should have made. Dude, go old school. Remember, like Candlestick Park. It was like baseball and yeah. football. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Montana throwing bombs across like the outfield. You know, the dirt and all. And that's AT and T Stadium in you know Dallas. There's, there's plenty of teams that play. You can play multiple sports in the stadium. So yeah. Uh, yeah, where, where I grew up, Joe Robbie Stadium. my pay grade. The, the, the Dolphins and the Marlins played in the same stadium for a long time in yeah. Florida. Yeah. Be great for people like Deion Sanders. They just play and they just they, they just Five stay times. there. Yeah. Is that? Primetime. Yeah, 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 yeah. B- b- baseball and football. Yeah. That's unheard of. Yeah. It's incredible. Bo Jackson. Yeah. <clears throat> Talk about freak, man. Yeah. 
But uh, I mean, I mean, they, they put it in. I mean, anywhere is better than Ral John, right? Right, I would think. Put it in Virginia. Yeah. I'm sure you can build something nice around it and everything. Virginia's sweet. I like Virginia. Yeah, you know, yeah. trends the right way p- politically. I'd say. Yeah. Dude, dude, the freaking the governor Yunkin. He's doing incredible. Taught time. taught his kid. Oh, cool. Thomas Yunkin is a pr- Georgetown prep right now. He's a junior, I think. So he's, Cooper. He's, his other son comes to mission a lot. Yeah, is that uh, cool? Yeah. There's one is like 23, 24. Yeah. I met Yunkin at the party, and I was like, "Tell him I'm like, I'm the, he's like, so I know what mission is." I was like, "He's like, my son goes there all the time. That's he cool. Told me it's a great. I was like, this is pretty cool. He, yeah. He knew, he knew, he knew, so like, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> very very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really, what a really nice guy. You know? Yeah. Cool family. Yeah. Like down to earth, like you know, conservative, just traditional sort of approach. Yeah. He was in uh, what was he in um, equity he or probably, like, yeah, he went to Colorado Group. Yeah. Probably, yeah. 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 And they're like, all right, started, make, they trying to make a difference. Too, I they, I they, so I think they're very faithful people. And mm-hmm. yeah. that's right. Um, likes his vest. Yeah. Red vest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, I was hit. So I taught Thomas, um, eighth grade at Monterey and, uh, or Instagram or whatever. I'm like, he's getting waves. This, um, Glenn Youngkin guy in the yeah. political race. I was like, all right, um, tell you, tell your dad about my podcast. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get him on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's, we're gonna have to wait until after the election. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's gonna be harder then, unless he loses. But he's not gonna. It's gonna be harder. You gotta do it now. The time is now. <laughs> anyway, oh man. All right, this I've, I've, I've kept enough for, held enough yeah. of your time or no, whatever. This has been great. Good. Think, uh, yeah. Yeah. All the listeners out there in podcast world, we uh, we appreciate you. Let me know next time you're in when you're having a margarita. Yeah. We'll uh, say hi. So, throw, yeah. a, throw a shot at the bell. Please do. Don't miss. Though. Are you? Are you yeah, right. What if you do miss? Yeah. You buy another one. You just have to keep keep buying. Right. So maybe you should miss. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. yeah the more you have, then yeah. maybe the more you'll start missing. And yeah, that's oh right. boy, gosh, it's a self feeding cycle. Yeah. I mean, self drinking cycle. Yeah. Um, are, are you down at Salazar much? I haven't recently. So we're so new. Because so you got yeah, you gotta have to be boots on the ground for a little while. We have a new place. Sort of, we bring in our best people across the company to help out, so it gets on its own feet. But uh, pretty soon we're gonna be transitioning everybody over to get ready for the new place in Navy Yard. It's so cool. Building those palm trees. How far is isn't it? They're they're near each other, like five, yeah, like five feet, yeah. yeah. So you can go both, yeah. Head on a swivel, yeah. You're like Patton. We're we'll room for two thousand customers in the, the, that block, so hopefully we gotta really fill it with lots of folks. Hey man, dude. Yeah. Cranes are good. Cranes are good. Cranes are good. Yeah. I mean, in honor of the Royal Sands Social Club, yeah. Little Jimmy Buffett. Let's do it. To send it us out. out, Margaritaville. I oh, yeah, it's on right now. That's <laughs> right. You don't have your things on. <laughs> this is uh, Breathe In, Breathe Out, Move nice. On. I love this it song. It doesn't use numbers or moving hands. It always just says now. Now. <laughs> you may be thinking that <laughs> I was But this march is never wrong. All right, folks, check out the um, www.dc mission or missiongroupdc.com for all the plethora of culinary and um, imbibing opportunities that Mr. Brogan and his partner, Mr. Landry, have uh, <clears throat> brought to fruition for all this uh, DC natives and beyond. I'll put that on a t shirt, I think. <laughs> I kept staring at you, and you're like shaking your head. I'm like, okay, I can keep throwing yeah. some adjectives at you. <laughs> this is approval. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Thank Cheers. you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Fritz. Yeah. That was great, dude.